0: good afternoon boxing fans around the world back again on combat talk radio found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here feel free to check us out once again the site is combattalkradio.net leave us some comments questions suggestions feedback on how we're doing and we will get right into our weekend of boxing yes yes i'm recording on friday boxing fans and i saw you know i normally record on friday but it's rough There was a lot going on, taxes and everything was killing. I had to get taxes done. That took priority and then had to get all this nonsense with the car taken care of. My endeavors had to get that taken care of. Everything's ramped up and I'm like running on full. It's not like I'm working major hours. It's just having to chase stupid people. That's the bulk of my time waste out there. So it's been rough. I'm recording on Friday and I'm going to just be square with you. The only reason I'm recording on Friday for this episode is because we have a big event apparently that's what people say and i'm going to talk about it and i want to get ahead of it because you know these schedules are getting all out and then i noticed a couple of fights on the undercard caught my eye try to follow along if you can at the very top on the zone pay-per-view in the united states the zone in the uk as in regular the zone don't know why 12 rounds it's a catchweight fight supposed to be lightweight i believe but it's catchweight fight tank davis javante tank davis fighting ryan garcia aka king ryan Garcia, both undefeated fighters, young in their primes, both with knockout ratios that are unbelievable. Tank has roughly, I would say, close to double the experience. It takes way more experience than Ryan. Ryan looks good, but Ryan has flaws. Tank's a Southpaw. Tank has been able to dispatch everybody he's been in there against, and the only one to give him any trouble is Mario Barrio, sorry, arguably. Tank's the champion. Garcia's never been a champion allegedly Garcia screamed to get this damn fight. He wanted the fight. They got to solve this. We got to get it done. What I'm told is that there's no titles on the line. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I was told. What I was told is that this is more about pride and figuring out who's better. I'm going to share what I think. And I know some people are going to disagree because there's some people out there that, you know, no matter what they say, they're always going to have their favorites and it is what it is. I'm going to say this, and this is I'm on verbal record. This is having watched both guys. I've watched both guys on the fight. I've watched both guys in the talking. I've watched both guys on everything. Here's the thing. In my opinion, even if you set aside, so set aside the whole rehydration crap. I don't think that's going to make a big difference. And the reason why is because Ryan's still a young guy. So when you're younger, you can recover from that crap a lot easier than when you're older. Like if they had done this when they were in their thirties or something. Okay. You could probably have a case, but. These young kids, you know, when you're in your 20s, your your body can handle a lot of this garbage because it hasn't gone through the wars yet. Now, I am not going to talk about the rehydration because I don't think it matters. I think it's all going to boil down to skill. When I say skill, I'm talking about skill under fire. I'm talking about can you handle what's coming at you? Here's what we do know. We do know that Ryan got put on his ass before. We do know that Ryan's been wobbled before. We do know that Ryan has his shit up in the air quite frequently. We do know that arguably Ryan has power, but he arguably relies on his speed. So none of those can be refuted by anybody out there. With Tank, it's different. With Tank, he doesn't rely on skill. He does have power, but he doesn't rely on he doesn't rely on speed, rather. He doesn't rely on speed. What he instead does is he waits for you to mess up. If you look at every fight he has. He waits for you to make a mistake. And the only time he's ever been any any test is when it's a constant aggressor coming after him where he's not able to time to make a mistake or they just got a rock-solid chin. So we know Ryan Garcia ain't gotten a rock-solid chin, so that's out the window. We know that Ryan's got more speed than Tank. We know Ryan's got power, but Tank seems to be, we Roly had power, and then what did Tank do? Tank adjusted, stayed away from the power, and then eventually caught him. Because Tank's number one asset, if you watch every fight the damn dude has, his number one asset is he's going to wait for you to make a mistake. Every single time, he's waiting for you to make a mistake, and then he's going to capitalize. And if Tank lands off a mistake, you're likely not going to be able to survive it. Ryan is not a constant aggressor. Ryan doesn't have that high work rate. Ryan's not going to go after Tank because he knows it gets sparked out. He saw what happened to Roly So let's be square here. The only possible outcome I see is... Ryan's going to go in there. He's going to try to box smart. He's going to try to be faster than Tank and land something before Tank can catch him. I think Ryan's going to make a mistake. At some point, he's going to make a critical mistake, leave his chin up in the air, and I think Tank's going to catch him. Either that or Tank's going to beat the hell out of the body, and Ryan's going to go down. Either way, I don't see any outcome other than a a Tank Davis victory not because Ryan Garcia is not a decently good fighter. But again, I think the ring IQ of Tank Davis is extremely high. He just seems to be able to catch you making stupid mistakes every time, no matter how good you think you are. He's able to get you out of there because you're making stupid mistakes. So I've been impressed with that ring IQ and that awareness and presence of mind that he brings to the table. And I don't see Ryan having an answer for it because he's never been under that level of fire. Like tank has tank is a defending champion. Tank knows what it means to have the dogs coming after you. So he's been under more fire than Ryan has. Ryan's only really had the one test. That was Luke Campbell. Let's be square. So that's my prediction. I'm on verbal record. I believe Tank's going to be smarter than Ryan in the ring. If Ryan somehow can out fast, outspeed Tank Davis, he might be able to catch him with something. I just don't see it happening. In my mind, Tank is certainly the superior intellect We'll see. We'll see if I get that wrong, but that's what I see from my eyes on that one. So then going to the undercard of that one, David Morrell fighting Yamaguchi Falcao. I know very little about Falcao. I do know a lot about David Morrell. David Morrell is a knockout artist. David Morrell is a South Paul. David Morrell is extremely dangerous. Based on numbers, I see no reason Falcao should have anything other than face down on the canvas. By the time this is all done, David Morrell should take him out with ease. It's how I see that one going. The fight that I think is absolutely a pointless waste of time. The rematch between Gabe Rosado, who still is the big knockouts boxing champion, by the way, has never beaten for that title, fighting again the bully Bectomir Melikuzov. I, this is a waste of a fight, dude. I, I'm sorry. I, I say that because Gabe Rosado, he's, he's down three. He's lost his last three. He has clearly declined. The knockout he did against the bully was a once-in-a-lifetime shot because bully went in there, very, very rough, rugged, not defending himself, not paying attention and made a rookie mistake is what that was. And he hasn't come close to that since. He's then coming off three knockout wins. He had a decision before that, but I'm saying he's fresh off three knockout wins where Gabe's off three pretty much dominant losses. This is a waste of a fight to me. Now that said, I like Gabe. If he's able to pull that crap off again and just spark the dude out, Beck should retire. If he if he gets sparked again by Gabe Rosado at this Late stage of Gabe's career, Beck should retire. Straight up retire. I don't care how good his otherwise career is. It's a waste of a fight. The only reason, the only reason that this fight's even happening is because Gabe Rosado was supposed to fight Zerto Ramirez and Zerto backed out. So this was the next in line for the fight. I think it's a waste of a fight, but whatever, fine. Elijah Garcia fighting Kevin Salgado, 10 rounds of middleweight action. Zambrano, sorry, Zambrano. I know very little about either guy. I've heard of him, know very little about either guy. On the numbers, the one story about this whole event, like almost every fight, is that in almost every single match, you're dealing with a Southpaw versus Orthodox. I found that very interesting. And that same is true here. Garcia is fresh off knockout streak. He's fresh off wins. He's undefeated. He's a Southpaw young guy. Zambrano's still a young guy as well, but Zambrano's coming off a loss. Zambrano has way more experience. Garcia is way more explosive. I don't, just based on the numbers, I don't see any advantage for Zambrano. Of course, anything can happen. It's boxing. We've seen much less guys get sparked out cold. Then on the flip, on the regular to zone now, so this is not the pay-per-view, but regular to zone is out in Cardiff in the UK. This fight, I don't know very much about either guy. Joe Cordina fighting or Rakimov. Again, I don't know very much about either guy on this one. Uh, Cordina is undefeated. Rakamov just has the draw loss. The draw loss, I believe, was very highly, hotly contested. Very skeptical on that one. But otherwise, they have a pretty equal record. Um, I would say Rakamov is more of a power puncher. I don't, but again, it's Southpaw versus Orthodox, so that's going to play in. I don't even know how to call this one, frankly, because I haven't watched either guy enough to really know. It's really for the UK fans to enjoy that one, but I don't know how to call this one primarily because as I look at records, I look at numbers, they strike me as very, very, even I, it, most people seem to think that Joe Cordina takes Rakimov out with ease. I, I don't see that on the numbers, but I mean, maybe people know something I don't, because like I said, I don't follow them very closely. Alan Bobek versus Lukasz Rosanski. This is 12 rounds, heavyweight action on Sky Sports out in Poland. Both guys undefeated. This is Orthodox on Orthodox, so it's breaking the street there. The Paws. two power punchers, two dangerous attackers, very similar to Vosdick versus Betubov, actually. Uh, they're older, just like those two. Rozanski, he's getting up there in age. After a while, I don't know very much about either guy, so I can't say what's going to happen on this fight. Most seem to think Babic takes him out with reasonable ease. I can't say that's really going to happen because Rozanski seems like he's durable seems like he's he's very difficult to cause damage to so that's i think it's a fight worth watching especially if you like the heavyweights because they're two undefeated guys two power punchers it might be a good fight for as long as it lasts and then of course the last one i see is martin bakoli ilunga versus iora shawajewski this is in uh, the g2 arena in poland as well 10 rounds heavyweight action sky sports Shavyuski is undefeated. Bacoli, of course, has the one loss, but Bacoli's been on a pretty much good win streak. Now, the thing with Bacoli is his most recent fight was a little bit questionable in the outcome, but I don't, I wouldn't hold it against him. You've got two guys who are really strong power fighters. I wouldn't see very much energy in this fight. And frankly, Bacoli has so much more experience than Shavyuski. I I <laughs> I'd be shocked if Bacoli lost. Let's put it that way. It would be To me, it would be a shocker if McCauley lost because McCauley has so much more experience than Shelby Husky. I would just be shocked to say that. That's what I got on our weekend of boxing. And again, Tate Davis and Ryan Garcia is going to tell us some things. Now, I want to close by asking the question, you know, is this this major big fight? I know everybody's making it out to be that, but you got to look at the big surface here. Ryan has never been a champion, so that's number one. Ryan's not really fought anybody of note. That's number two. I, is it a big fight for social media? Sure. But we've already seen on the stats that most of those young kids that like Ryan Garcia, those little girls, they're not buying his fights. You know, they're not buying the matches. So the, just because you have followers doesn't translate to numbers. And I think that's what's being lost. So is it a big fight in terms of what social media thinks it is? Absolutely. Is it true that the younger generation is going to be interested in the fight? Absolutely. I had a, uh, an employee uh, a couple of years ago. And he knew Tank Davis, he knew he was the champ, he knew all about that stuff. So I do think it's a good fight for the younger generation. I don't think it's going to move the needle in terms of the history books. I don't believe that at all. It's promoted very well, and you got two guys that are dangerous punchers, absolutely, but that's about it. You don't have the strong pedigree of a Thomas Hearns or a Roberto Duran. So I, I want people to kind of slow the roll a little bit. It's a big fight for the current generation. It's not a big fight for the history of boxing. I don't see that. Could it turn into a fight of the decade candidate? Sure. But I don't think it's going to last that long. And I don't think that I, even if it's a sp- spectacular knockout again, I just think on records, I don't see I, it's too early. Like if we had had this fight when they're like 29, maybe 29, 30, maybe you could talk and say, cause by that point, arguably they should have beaten everybody else in their weight class. Ryan hasn't beaten everybody in his weight class. Tank hasn't beaten everybody in his weight class. Tank has campaigned in three different weight classes. He's campaigned in 130, 135, 140. He's not really fought anybody at 130. He fought one guy at 140. He's mostly at 135. Well, who's the top dog at 135? It's Devin Haney. That's the fight I would have wanted to see next is Devin Haney and see if Tank can take those belts off the dude. Then you can make a case that Tank is in the history books because now he's done what hardly anybody else has done in who he's beat with a good solid resume. Then you fight Ryan or put Ryan against Haney coming off the loss and see who's next up to fight Tank. Like, I think there should have been more positioning. Then you got Shakur out there, and Shakur's looking even better every single fight. I'm not trashing the fight. It's a great fight for the young generation. I'm saying, when we ask the question about this, is it this monster amazing fight? I don't see it. Not on the level of like a Fury Wilder or something. I don't see that. I I see it's a good fight for the current generation. I want the current generation to enjoy it because we need those fans, but let's be honest. No matter who wins this, it's not going to increase the number of eyes on the sport on the long term. And that's what the sport really needs is people who like the sport, not just like certain fighters because they're cute. That's going to do it for this week's episode of combat talk radio, masterpiece boxing found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show combat talk radio records every Friday. So once a week, in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback, let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, We want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube, for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.